sardonic mood, and the next thing you know, he writes, uh, 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 gee, it was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, the Spring and Summer Supplement to the Montgomery Ward Catalog. Here, bring it up. The special lawn furniture sale edition, which is so exciting in five colors. Uh, I guess uh, the the reason that I'm in a sardonic cutting mood here is uh, you know it's okay to satirize uh, to satirize the world and to satirize humanity and to satirize uh, that old poor old punching bag uh, society. <laughs> yes, indeed, that's what everybody is. I'll satirize the army and so. But when you find that the that the best and the truest thing to satirize are your friends, then it really starts getting you mad. I mean, I used to think that, you know, that I was surrounded by good guys. Well, you know, most people think that uh, that their friends and they themselves share these uh, sterling qualities which enable them to rise above the muck and the mire of what they like to call the ordinary yuck. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, when we talk about Aki Dildock, we're always talking about somebody else, right, gang? That's right. <laughs> Even Aki himself, when he talks about Aki Dildock, believes he's talking about somebody else. Which is one of the great problems. Uh, there's other great problems. Let's face it in life, friends, but that's one of them. You know? <laughs> Not that it's a problem, because I, I, I don't think uh, most of us are aware of our own slobbery when we're, you know, when we're being a slob. But the reason I'm bringing this up here is I'm, I'm looking through the mail today. See, I got a whole pile of mail at the desk there. And, uh, you know, the usual, uh, the usual uh, stuff. It just goes on and on. Same, same stuff comes in all the time, you know. And there's usually a big collection of junk mail. I have this, uh, I have this toady who uh, works down in the mail room. Yeah, you know, I'm, I don't mind. Uh, he's got web feet, so it's all right. I have this toady down there, see, and he separates the mail into two piles. One pile is the important mail, the other pile is the junk mail. So usually the junk mail is just... You know, we, I, I like to play an air shaft with it, and I just flung it out the air shaft usually, and it goes drifting down... And we're 24 stories up in the air, so it's good. It's an exciting display when it goes drifting down. Of course, I don't help the ecology any, but then again, either do you, friend. 
But, uh, by the way, ha- have you noticed that most people seem to think that littering is somehow related to ecology? Why doesn't somebody just once look up that word and find out what ecology means? It does not mean not littering, nor does it mean littering. I keep saying that, but it, it is of no avail. Like most uh, words that get taken up by the popular press, it winds up meaning something totally different. You know, it really always does. Like uptight. What they did with that word is bad news. Yeah. I, I'm, I guess a lot of you don't even know what uptight actually means. You think it means nervous or uh, bugged or something like that? No. It's much simpler than that. Uptight means broke. No money. <laughs> so if you meet a guy in the street and you say, How are you, Fred? And he says, Oh, man, uptight. That means he's scratching. It's Tap City. Oh, I'm not going to have to explain that to you. Would you please, uh, let's, let's uh, cover this up here. We're getting the, the vernacular. That's it, down among the sheltering palms. Bring it up there. That's the worst record I've got. That's why I'm putting it on. I got nothing but bad, rotten, stinking sounding records. That's why I keep them. Yeah. Listen to that. This guy's hitting clinkers all over the place. Oh, oh, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. You know what's worse? Because all these bill docs are right to me and think that I like these records that I play. They really do. They say, you should be investing my age. I remember that was the 1907 version of the Star Spangled Banner, played by the Mississippi Footpappers. What is it? Oh, man. Cut it. That's enough of that. Bad news. Well, what they brought on this tirade tonight is that I'm going through the junk mail. Junk mail. Remember, I'm talking, you know, stuff. For, for some reason, I'm on a lot of very strange lists. Yeah, do you know that, that I'm on the public relations list of the Rockefeller Center building? You know, the big Rockefeller. Why do I get the news every couple of days on what's going on at Rockefeller Center? I haven't been at Rockefeller Center for years, you know. <laughs> but I get that. Now, here's another one. I'm on, I'm on a list. I'm on a list for some reason or other. The National Dairy Council is under the curious impression that I am continually and always interested in new recipes that involve cottage cheese. Now, I don't, uh, I don't recall ever having any correspondence with the National Dairy Council, but boy, they have correspondence with me. I mean, every day I'm knee-deep in that stuff. Now, here's another one. Where did the British government get the idea that I'm interested in doings vis-a-vis the British Commonwealth. Not a day goes by, but what I don't get something has a big British lion on the front of it, and they're talking about what the, <laughs> what's happening with the tax structure that involves Alberta, Canada. And, uh, yeah, I got this very exciting stuff. This, so I probably get more exotic junk mail than most of you get. You know, the kind of junk mail you get from these loan companies and all that stuff. I get that, too. Don't forget that. And I'm also, I'm also on the list of at least 27 different credit card companies, all of whom I've already thrown away to credit cards after pulverizing them, cutting them in little bits so that my friends don't run out and use them at Wetzel's or, or uh, you know, McDonald's or someplace like that, which is the only kind of friend I have, you would think, in terms of that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, I, I keep getting letters from these people. Now, what do they say? Well, they, they apparently many of the... Uh, credit card companies have gone into the cheapo Japanese stereo hi-fi business. I'm constantly getting letters saying, 
you can at long last have hi-fi in your home. And, uh, yeah, you've seen that. I mean, great big color brochures. I wish, I wish my credit card company, the one that I still have, would stop fooling around with trying to sell me stereos and start sending me the right accounts every month. That's what I wish. I'm telling you, not more than two or three months go by continually. It's a constant harassment to get the right dough from those guys. But, man, day after day after day, I get this thing. Now, at long last, you can have a set of matched platinum cooking ware for you being a connoisseur. You know, spe- yeah, they sell all kinds of stuff. They're, they've kind of gone into, into uh, it's a sort of a friendly rivalry with Sears Roebuck. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. And so this is the kind of mail I'm continually getting. Uh, I'm also on another, uh, for some reason or other, Hunter College is under the impression that I'm continually announcing what is going on in some kind of series they're continually having over there of lectures. Have any, has anyone ever heard me mention lectures at Hunter College? No. And by the way, they also believe that I am a Miss Jean Shepherd, and I do a show called Inside Miss Jean Shepherd, which sounds a little obscene. I don't do that. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, somebody get in touch with Hunter College and straighten them out on that, will you? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to know how many millions and millions. You know, we're talking about continually in this country where, you know, we're wasting money. You know, yeah, well, everybody's talking about uh, how uh, we've got big welfare problems and all that. I would like to know the billions, I think it has to run into billions, the billions of dollars of crud mail that comes to, every, to people every month of the year. And I mean billions, not only including the, the uh, postage, but the, all, all, most of this stuff is in ten colors. I mean, I wish I could buy books that are illustrated the way some of these things are. And uh, I don't even open them. I just zap, you know, go out. out of uh, The minute it says, this is an important offer inside at last. And then there's an arrow pointing in. Out it goes. A blue arrow. I know what it's going to be. You know, a set of matched pairing knives. You know, with the transistor radios in the handle that to play uh, Cousin Brucey, uh, that kind of. Oh, they're always uh, and and they're also under the impression that I'm I'm a barbecue cuckoo. I constantly get the uh, offers for new types of electronically driven barbecues that you roll around out. Now, what would you do with that in Manhattan? Can you see yourself rolling that barbecue down Sixth Avenue, the electronically driven one that bastes the turkey automatically and that? Well, uh, I, I uh, you want to hear some more of this stuff? I get I get some goodies. I. I, uh, I hear continually, too, from some very odd sources. Uh, for some uh, obscure reason, a Rhodesia is under the impression that I'm interested in their agricultural problems. And I constantly get agricultural reports from Rhodesia. Uh, they're having problems, by the way, in case you're curious, this year with the peanut crop, which is uh, under terrible, uh, terrible, uh, the, the peanut blight has hit part of the peanut crop. And the Rhodesia is fighting it bravely. I just thought I'd pass that along to you. I just got that note here a couple of days ago. Now, uh, <laughs> this this guy's stuff. I mean, I may have three, four, five pounds of that. Uh, there's other types of junk mail. For example, there's a. You know that the, one of the most fascinating kinds of junk mail that guys in radio get, people who ever do a radio show, is that there are thousands of little pressure groups all over, who are working for various rock groups who insist that, they, that they, you should play their record, and uh, who pretend they listen to you. See, so uh, I get, I'll get this letter. About maybe 25 of them will come in the mail all at once, you know, and they all by, with the same hand. You know, it's this little, uh, it's this little uh, 
this little smarmy agent someplace <laughs> is sending out letters that what he thinks are wrong. Yeah, well, i got to get the DJs to play the record. So uh, I get letters from, uh, you know, Max, the agent, and it'll say, uh, it says, uh, Dear Shep, I listen to you every night. You sure know how to pick them rock tunes. Uh, how about the... How about the one from the Three Snots? It's a fantastic new record. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 he pretends he's a listener. He listens every night. I pick them rock tunes. Well, okay. So that goes into the junk mail. And, uh, of course, I have, a, I have a special kind of junk mail. There's a whole group of people who believe that I await their next communication uh, anxiously. Uh, list of types of written for and, and uh, they they uh, always have these chatty little things that come in. So, well, Aunt M's knee is going bad on her again. I knew you'd be worried after my last letter, but I just thought I'd tell you that the X-rays were negative, and M, Aunt M does not have the knee worm. Uh, we also have <laughs> that goes into the junk mail. That goes out. You know. <laughs> and then there's the guy who feels compulsively he's got to reply to every show I do. Yeah, he's got to get his in. So. So uh, every every day there's a whole crew that writes to me. So well, I I uh, I respect your views on driving. However, I tr- I throw up every time I drive. And the long involved letter. See about that. That goes in there with the Rhodesian reports. That <laughs> and so on. Not that I'm not interested. It's just that one. I, well, let's face it. I'm not. That's the way. Let's let's just be honest here. No, I'm not. So uh, that goes in there with the with the report from the. You know, from the South African banana industry, that goes down the drain with the new stereo hi-fi that's only ninety-nine, nine ninety-nine. Uh, you know, and all that, all all goes in the same. Now, I made a mistake one time. I I must concede. I uh, I I one time. I think where it comes from. When I was a kid, I uh, I used to like all kids. You know, the idea of getting mail is exciting. In fact, it's exciting no matter how old you are. But uh, I I. Uh, I was getting very little mail when I was about 12, and uh, things were kind of languishing at my office, and I wasn't getting anything. You know, ever maybe every couple of years I'd get a letter from my aunt Glenn on my birthday. So, uh, I, I uh, one day I was sitting around in the library, and I see I I, I think it was Stanley Roper. Yeah, Stanley Roper is sitting there at the same table in the library. Did you ever go to the library when you were a kid in the summertime? See, so he's sitting at the same table there. And Roper is writing down stuff from the back of magazine. He's writing stuff down. He's really working away there. Seeing it's no school. There's no uh, there's no homework. I said, "What are you doing, Roper?" He said, "I'm getting the addresses of place. I'm sending for catalogs." I said, "Oh, it's, it's for, what do you mean?" He said, "Oh, it's uh, get all these catalogs. I'm going to send out these postcards." And an idea was born, which of course pursued me all my born days. Maybe this is how Rhodesia got on me. You know. Anyway, I I went home that night and I sprung my bank open, and I took what cash I had, which came to about a dollar and a quarter, and I went down and I bought postcards, you know, the kind you get at the uh, post office, regular stamp postcards, and I sent for, oh, maybe 50 catalogs, fantastic amount of catalogs, a couple of dollars worth of uh, post, you know, post uh, cards I had, and I sent out, I must have sent for 50 of them, and uh, ever since that time, it was like tapping, uh, you know, like, like the dam breaking in the in Holland, I have been flooded, and they pursue me all over. They just go right. And I, apparently, they there's another group. Uh, now I don't know how this happened recently. Uh, this is W O R New York. All right, friends. There's a group somewhere that is under the impression that I am vitally interested in religious jewelry. 
Now, uh, I have never owned any religious jewelry. I have, well, let's put it this way, I have less than minimal interest in religious jewelry. Unless uh, maybe it's from the year 4000 B.C., and it's an ancient scarab that was taken from an Egyptian uh, uh, pyramid. Maybe that, I'd have, even then, and I have a tepid interest in that. I, uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't run down the street uh, if if they were bringing it up on the platform there for everybody to see. I may look at it if it was right there, you know. But uh, I just, uh, it's just kind of a. I don't want to in, insult any Egyptians that are listening, but it's a tepid interest. Let's concede that. I'm trying to be honest tonight, so uh, it's not easy either. So uh, then I find that I'm, I'm continually being besieged by this group that believes I'm under the impression, you know, that uh, I'm religious. Now, for some reason or other, they have the idea that my first name is Jeanette. Now, where that happened, I don't know. Somewhere along the line, I became Jeanette. And incidentally, I, my last name is Scherf. I am Jeanette Scherf with two Fs. Now, that's a curious name. That's somewhat, sounds a little German or Dutch to me. And that uh, Jeanette Scherf, uh, at one point, maybe did have an interest in uh, religious jewelry, but uh, uh, your correspondent doesn't at this point. So please stop sending me that stuff, will you guys? Then there's an, a large group of ladies, it's almost always ladies, who believe that I am searching for religious salvation. Now, uh, I would like to straighten you out on that. Uh, you've got your bag, I've got mine, friends. But uh, there's, a, there's a large group of ladies who believe that, that somehow, through my show, they get the impression that Mr. Shepard is searching for what they call the everlasting truth. And they send it to me. It usually comes in a little uh, mimeographed four-page tract with uh, very smudgy ink that has a thing on the outside. It shows that usually clouds with the, the sun coming out of it. And it says, this may be the most important message of your life fascinating you can get that on four pages on the smudgy cheap paper but nevertheless uh that's that's another one of my uh, junk mail collections now i also uh, the mgm people are under the impression that i am continually interested in what they call gossip about their stars and it comes on yellow paper have you ever heard me gossiping about movie people on my show have i, have I ever said you know it is rumored that <laughs> Jane Fonda and Paul Newman are, well, gaga over one another. Has this ever, have I ever done this? No. Uh, but apparently MGM is under that impression that at least they've spent a hell of a lot of money in the last five years keeping me abreast of rumors of their stars. Now, I get that continually. Oh, by the way, they are also under the impression that I am a Miss Jean Shepard. So maybe that's where the confusion lies. Uh... I've uh, I've received other various communications. Uh, for, uh, I, uh, I, I continually receive uh, communications from a group uh, who uh, is palming themselves off out in Minnesota someplace as a as an organization that is devoted to world government, and uh, they believe that that I at one time wrote an important piece about this. Yes, they keep writing to me, <laughs> and uh, they refer to me as dear contributor. Now, I don't know how they got that name, Contributor. Doesn't that sound a little uh, Contributor? That sounds uh, Belgian or Flemish. Oh, no, I see you. Oh, it says, I see. Oh, I thought there was, that was another one of those names I keep getting on the junk mail. Uh, they're Contributor. And uh, so I, I, uh, I'm uh, confused there with them. And uh, I'd like to get those people straightened out. Once in a great while, I will just out of 
pure perversity right back to one of them. I have done this in the past. It only, it only makes it worse. I have never yet seen one stop. One credit card company, which I had a brief, uh, brief fit with here about five years ago, in a, in a moment of, uh, in a moment of uh, illusion, uh, I had, we all go through these moments when we want to be, uh, we're self-crusaders. How often have you said to yourself, well, beginning next Monday, I'm going to get it all straightened out. How many times have you said this to yourself? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you always feel this way. So about five years ago, I thought to myself, after having another, another rotten row with this accountant who uh, constantly does my taxes wrong, uh, I, I have had a, had a big row with him. And he says, well, why don't you get a credit card? Get a couple of credit cards. What are you paying cash? You're putting cash out. Why were... This is the way he talks. You can see why I'm a little worried all the time. My, my uh, accountant is very disorganized, and it's kind of depressing to have a disorganized accountant who keeps finding uh, receipts under his desk and stuff like that, which he does. But he says things like this. He says, why don't you get a, get a credit card? You're, 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 you're always spending cash. You never get no receipts. Never get a credit card. So what I did was go out and get a credit card, which was a mistake because of the company that I, I sent this thing in and ever since that time, they've had a, a, a somewhat mistaken idea that I am consumed with the passion to go on guided tours. Uh, that, uh, that Yes, uh, you've gotten those, haven't you? Guided tours. A special 17-day tour of the polar regions. You know, that kind of stuff. And it shows a lot of people dining in elegance in Spitsbergen. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and I've never taken a guided tour. I do not intend to take a guided tour, and in all probability will never take a guided tour unless uh, due to some unforeseen revolution, in which case I might be forced to take a guided tour of one kind or another. I, uh, at this point, do not anticipate a guided tour. So forget it, fellas. I'm not going to do it. Now, uh, I've, uh, I've had, of course, all of you have had uh, these feckless, long bouts of communications with the various phone companies that you have been living under from time to time. I keep a voluminous collection of this. I hope to intend one day to bring out a humorous volume of my letters to the phone company because I've gotten some dillies back from them. Now, that isn't exactly junk mail. That's irritant mail. Uh, because uh, <laughs> my phone company sent me a very nice letter here recently. And, uh, it, uh, I, and when, when the phone company gets in touch with me, they refer to me always as Dear Subscriber. Like, you know, like a, like you're subscribing to Playboy or something. Actually, I think of myself as Dear Victim uh, in this case. However, it says, Dear Subscriber, it says, uh, Your phone company has this tremendous urge to make life much more pleasant than Zingy. And uh, we would like to, uh, once again, weigh in with another contribution. We have come out with a new Princess Junior telephone, which is now available in 37 different colors and has the chimes of Big Ben quietly muted which will wake you up out of a sound slumber when you're getting a call from the phone company saying that your bill is late again. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they come out with this beautiful 27-page uh, lovely colored brochure on how I should send back my old phone, which doesn't work, to get a new phone, which doesn't work, which will cost me three times more to have than the one I've got now, which at least I can, you know, I can always put... It, mine's becoming a sort of an antique. I've had so many battles with it, my own phone, that I feel, uh, you know, I feel a little kind of uh, affection for it. It's just like a, it's like an old car that you've had trouble with for years. You kind of feel... Uh, you, you, you know, it's like old enemies tend to become 
deep friends. That's true, you know. Uh, that uh, Oh, I don't know what we would do if Russia went away. You know, I think we'd really be bugged. Uh, and new enemies are very suspicious. You don't like new enemies, because new enemies, you don't know how sneaky they could be. You know, if all of a sudden, uh, out of the blue, let's just a bam, out of the blue, we start having terrible trouble with Martinique. You know, wham, they're going to blow up Brooklyn or something. And then we'd really start worrying. <laughs> that would be a real bad enemy. But somehow... Russia's constantly going, blah, 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 you know, they're yelling. And we go, blah, 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 back, and it goes on for ages, ages, century, century after. And you feel kind of warm about it. At least I do. I don't know about you, but I, it, it, it makes me feel comfortable to hear that the, whatever the regime is in Russia is carrying on the same as the old ones. That feels good. But the phone company now, they're getting sneaky with a lot of things. And I, I, I'm waiting developments. Because the other night, I put a dime in the, you know, in a slot. And uh, and I, I got the wrong number. I, I, I'm greedy. I, I, dial, I dialed the right number. I got the wrong number. So I says, well, I, uh, I, I always assume that I'm wrong. See, so I, I assume that uh, I must have dialed wrong. So I, I carefully looked around in all my pockets, and I found I had another little pocket full of change, which surprised me. And uh, I put a dime in again. I'll be damned. I got that same number. I distinctly dialed right. So I said, lady, I said, uh, do, do you get many calls like this? And she says, all the time. The phone is ringing all the time. I don't know, it must be something wrong with the relays or something because I'm getting uh, wrong numbers all the time, all night long. Now, don't bother me. And she hung up. Okay. So how do I get this number? So I, I call a phone company. And, I, you know, you dial operator. I get this girl. She says, yes. I said, uh, I uh, just dial this number. I put two dimes. I don't have no more dimes, lady, except the one that I put in the slot here that uh, you just sent back. I hope you send it back. You still got it. Uh, but uh, what uh, my problem is that I, I've been dialing this number now, and i got to get it, and the bus is coming soon, and, and I dialed twice, and I keep getting the wrong number. Please check your listing. You are probably dialing the wrong uh, number. I said, no, I'm not. I dialed it twice. I am. Please check your listing. You are dialing the wrong number. <laughs> Silence. And then there was a clink in the phone that went dink. You know how it goes. And my dime is gone. Thirty cents. Which, by the way, blew the fare, which I was going to use. I, I, I walked out of the phone. Along comes the bus. And you know, they got the sign that says exact fare only. All I had was a buck and about three pennies and a couple of nickels. Okay. I mean, this is part of urban life. You, you accept that. Now, now, what ticked me off today? A new type of particularly embarrassing junk mail. A new type. Oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. I get a kind of kick out of that. No, I'm on, I'm on several lists. Now, where I got on that, I don't know. But on those lists, I'm constantly referred to as dear connoisseur. And uh, they usually come from places like Sweden or Denmark with pictures. And that's kind of fun. I just don't want to get raided someday with all that stuff, you know, that just arrived in the mail. However, that's not embarrassing to me. I, I'm, I've never been embarrassed by that. I got a letter today in my junk mail. Look at that. I'm holding it up for an exhibit. See, this is going into my great vast pile of trivia, which I'm sure that the Smithsonian is going to be interested in one day. Yeah, hold this up there. It is a Xeroxed form letter. You see that? Xerox. It doesn't look like when you sit there. It is Xeroxed. That's just as a friendly note up on the top of it. But it's a Xeroxed letter. 
See that? It's from a friend of mine who's now in the business of sending out junk mail. Now, what kind of junk mail is it? How many of you have gotten... I have a friend. I'm sure that practically all of you have got some acquaintance in your list who believes two things. One, that he is so busy, so unbelievably involved in life, and his days are so crowded that he cannot get in touch with you personally. However, this is the one belief he has, which, by the way, is sheer balderdash. Half the time he's sitting in his bathtub playing with a rubber walrus. I happen to know this guy. Okay? The other belief that he has is that you, along with many other people, share an abiding and continuing curiosity and desire for knowledge about all of his various activities. Which is hogwash of the worst sort. Well, so how, how does he accomplish, you know, what does he do about it? This particular type. He sends out a form letter. Usually at Christmas time. You've seen those? Hi, gang. Well, Myrtle and I have been so busy that we have not been able to write to all of our friends. However, uh, we hope that you'll accept this round-robin letter, our newsletter, our yearly newsletter, in lieu of uh, getting a personal note. Uh, as you all know, uh, Myrtle, uh, once again, had to have an operation on her corns. Well, she was in the hospital for three days on that, and now she's walking pretty good. She's uh, received as a present, she received a pet turtle named Al, who is now messing around, and he's growing quite well. Uh, for those of you who are interested in Al, we will enclose a picture if you will fill in the coupon at the bottom of this letter, which we will send to you. Please include 25 cents for mailing and postage. Uh, last week, uh, we all went, we motored to my cousin Alfred, who lives on West Trenton Boulevard, just outside of Peapack, New Jersey. A pleasant time was had by all. And uh, he served, uh, whew, by the time you get, you've seen that. Have you ever seen one of those? You haven't. Herb, how have you escaped this? Keep your fingers crossed, because, because uh, the, 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 the round-robin form letter is one, of the, is one of the chief curses, and that bespeaks a certain type of incredible ego. An incredible ego. Now, by the way, both guys, and I want to I tell you, this, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's that, that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more experienced in these matters than many of you, but I'll have to, maybe because of the curious uh, background that I've had, but I will say this. Now it hit me. I have had four of these, these uh, obscenities by, by four. I mean, four different people I once knew. By the way, any time you get a round-robin letter from a guy like this, you know you're, you're not friends anymore. It's all over. And, and not that you ever were. But uh, anybody that sends you a round-robin Xerox letter that he sends to everybody, you ain't important. And uh, forget it. I mean, it's like the friendly loan company. However, I have noticed... One very interesting fact about this, that of the four people who have had the gall to send me these things, you know, over the years, I've had four different people, all of them were academics. It just hit me. All four were professors at colleges of one kind or another. Now, that's interesting. I think I'm out of something here. I really am. 
And I suspect that professors, and I've known a few in my time, <coughs> excuse me, tend to become more and more impersonal in their relationships with people. And they also tend to feel that they are busily, busily involved in very important events which everybody else is panting to know about. Of course, the, the, we, for years we've all known of the insularity of the, of the academic world, and it certainly is. Yes, it is. Well, this bespeaks a certain insularity. And then when you read the trivia that the, that the people think is important, you know, like, uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, the project, I, <laughs> they always have projects, tremendous projects, <laughs> which involve the compilation of the number of milk bottle caps found on the state of Iowa in the years 1910 through 1936 on the major city dumps of four selected cities, a profile, quote, uh, this kind of jazz. Yeah, they're involved in that, working for a doctor dissertation. Now, uh, I, uh, I'm just curious whether or not many of you have run into this, and I think this is going to be, this is gonna be a, a more and more common thing. And by the way, the guy who just wrote this one to me really believes he's involved in people. And curiously enough, his field is communications. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it is. So uh, add two or two together, and you get to come to some very interesting uh, results. That uh, that this is a new kind of uh, junk mail, and I will, I will guarantee that if you've never received any yet, you will. It's it's growing. It's growing, and uh, of course uh, it involves equipment for one thing. You know, a guy a guy sitting around turning out Xerox form letters that he's sending to all of his friends is not sitting there with a quill pen. No, so uh, it's it's getting to be kind of uh, it's going to be kind of uh, formalized in a sense, and uh, this one here is kind of a nice one. See, they've they've xeroxed a very informal, very uh, sexless letter that says, "We really miss everyone." It says in its xeroxed form, "Take care and have a really good summer." I really believe I have rambled on quite long enough. I shall try to send another letter soon. Oh, I'm excited. I want, I'm really love to see that. And maybe sometime we will see all of our friends again. Don't count on that one, honey. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. You know, I just, I just, just wonder whether or not, how far this is going to go. I mean, whether or not many of you have run into that kind of thing. Well, the first time it hit me, uh, there are certain people, and they call it, they call it a tradition. You see, tradition. Uh, there's one old uh, windbag uh, who I used to know when I was in school. You know, I'm going to going to college, and I and uh, for some reason or other, I got on his list. And uh, oh, what a windbag! You know, the, the typical old uh, academic windbag. You know, the kind of guy with the tweed jacket with the twigs growing out of it, and who has the his famous Sunday afternoon teas at, his, at which his wife serves her famous brownies. Uh, he didn't realize how, uh, wh how, you know, what they were famous for among the undergraduates. They were famous. The only thing good to do with her brownies, there was a rumor out that if you were having, they did the reverse of x lax let's put it that way, that uh, <laughs> anybody, anybody that, uh, <laughs> that was suffering from the GIs, a couple of these brownies, and you're all set uh, for months maybe. But uh, nevertheless, uh, he, he used to, you know that kind of teacher, you've had that kind, who likes to believe he's one of the fellows, as he puts it, see. So uh, 
Every couple of Sundays, if you wanted to get a decent grade out of this clown, you had to show up at his house. He would invite you, you know, over. <laughs> We're having an interesting afternoon. Uh, 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 Matilda's going to show her slides. You know, she, she was on a work project in Wales. Oh, my God. Uh, Matilda was, her four, was their 45-year-old daughter, bearded, who was always on a work project in Wales, who was uh, continually working on her third Ph.D. in anthropology. Uh, the, you know that guy. You know, there's a certain nice Yes, and, uh, we, of course, uh, Madge or Sarah Brownies, and, uh, and uh, we, may, uh, we may sit around and have a story or two. <laughs> George. Well, that was every Sunday. Well, I got on this guy's list, and for years he would send out about a 15-page thing he, he referred to humorously, see, as his round robin. And the way he referred to it as his round robin he had he had a, a a robin a picture of a robin made that was fat. <laughs> he had a robin. Oh yeah. Well, you know you could tell. And so every year I would get this about you know Matilda's on a work project in Rhodesia now, and uh, on and on and on this endless prattle and trivia, and I and I, I realized of course at the time that that uh, at, at, when I when I first got this I thought it was a privileged being. See I figured you know I'm I'm one of the inner circle. But then I realized that this little thing had a circulation of over 12,000. That as a matter of fact, it, uh... <laughs> So, so you, you, you learn, you know, you live and learn. And, and this, to me, is another form of junk mail. I, I, I'm just curious whether or not you get that kind. You haven't? Well, I, uh, also... Also, uh, there's, there's the, uh, of course, there's another kind. Oh, but please, uh, you, you, wait, well, hold the machine in there. Now, don't hit it yet. Uh, I, get, I get other mail. I may do a show. This is another kind of junk mail I get. I may do a show one night when I refer at one time to the fact that uh, I was a professional rat trapper. You know, that I, I, one time uh, when I worked at the steel mill, I was uh, given the job of trapping rats. Well, there are the, the very literal minds out there will then begin to bombard me with letters. One, uh, thousands of letters or thousands of clippings and magazines that they picked up that deal with the life habit of the rat. I will find myself being suddenly uh, besieged by that. Or, and, they believe that I'm interested in trapping, at which point I will receive all kinds of information on various new types of traps that are out. Uh, this goes down the... Yeah, <laughs> you know where this goes. All right. All set in there, Herb. Hit the thing there. Yeah. John, John, what's all this Spanish singing? Oh, I can't help it, boss. Next week, I'm starting my Iberia tour. Rosita and I are going to Spain. Rosita? Your wife's name is Rose. See, si, see. Si. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> Just think. Fifteen days to enjoy the beauty of Lisbon. Soak up the sun in Mallorca. Stroll the tree-lined streets of Madrid. Oh, they're fantastic places. Spain, you know. Centuries old. Romantic. Oh, sounds exciting. Always wanted to see those places myself. Yeah, but, Jones, you've got to stop this singing and dancing in the office. Okay, boss. But don't make me take off my gypsy shawl. Iberia tours start as low as $337 based on group inclusive tour rates economy class from New York. For more information, call your travel agent or Iberia. You can fly the world with Iberia. And the romance of Spain is on every plane. Iberia, Iberia. Palace 
Palisades has the right Palisades had a team. Come on over. You mind if I join in here? Show the fence in your free. Show the parking. Show G. Come on over. I'll sit in here with my nose glued. Swim in the world's largest outdoor saltwater pool at Palisades Amusement Park. Yeah, they're swinging over there, greater than ever before, and no increase in prices. So, make the Palisades scene. This is the last year. Forever hold your peace. So come on over and swim in the pool at Palisades Amusement Park. Where's Palisades Jersey? You know how Jersey is losing another great uh, cultural thing over there. Hey, uh, I, 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 uh, I, I want to apologize to the uh, Commonwealth of Great Britain. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I really am interested in the, you know, in the wheat crop of Alberta. I, I sorry. And uh, I uh, also would like to apologize, if I may, to the uh, National Dairy Council. I am very much, let's, let's face it, I'm secretly a, a uh, you know, a, secretly a cottage cheese cuckoo. And uh, I'm very pleased that you sent me these cottage cheese recipes. And I forgot to mention, too, that I'm on the, I'm on the mailing list of the, the Maine Potato Council. I'm also on the mailing list, for some reason or other, on the Canning Institute. Uh, yes, they're they're uh, they're perfectly aware that one of my major concerns in this life is uh, how the canning business is progressing in its battle against the various acids that are found, particularly in the citric group. And uh, I've been very pleased that they've been making some progress. I've been getting a lot of information on that. And uh, there are at least 274 diseases that are continually uh, telling me about the various uh, you know various. Have you noticed that almost all diseases are headed by a, a very showbiz type? He's in favor. Of course, uh, golf has now been taken over by actors. Uh, as you know, there's the Danny Thomas Open, the Andy Williams Open, the Bing Crosby Open, the Bob Hope Open. And uh, I wish they really could. You know, some great actors would really get behind this. You know, the uh, Laurence Olivier handicap four-ball tourney. Uh, would uh, that be an exciting one? <laughs> it really would. <laughs> the uh, John Gielgud, the John Gielgud Invitational, and uh, that would be an elegant. Uh, that would really be elegant. You know, can't you imagine Mr. Gielgud on there with Chris Schenkel, and uh, Chris Schenkel asking him what he does, and uh, very very hard to explain. But uh, that's all part of our time. We have to accept it there for what it is, and. Uh, I'm kind of glad, though, that golf is in the hands now of William Morris. Uh, for a long time, uh, guys used to just walk around and hit balls, and, and it was very disorganized. And they, you know, they hit stuff in the bunkers and stuff like that. But now it's all under William Morris, and eventually they're going to have uh, makeup and lights and everything else out there. I, I'm wondering when they're going to come into that, when when they're going to give credits as to who costumes Arnold Palmer. You know, Jack Nicholson's costume by Burns of Hollywood. His makeup by Ashi Kabibble of Hollywood. Mr. <laughs> it's got the comments. It's, a, it's all part of our time. And it's all right. Uh, this is my round-robin letter to all of you out there, friends. As you know, I'm sure that you're interested in my daily comings and goings, my doings, my little uh, fun things. And uh, say hello to Dick Cavett when you run into him on the street with me. 
And, uh, yeah, I saw Johnny Carson today. Say hello to Dick for me. Okay, guys?